p.m. I am Mama Mac, along with my co-host, Dr. Angel Falzone, Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor. That's who you are. That is who I am. Right. And we are, we've accomplished how many years of this show? Oh, my gosh. Over five years. Over five years. And we love doing it. And uh, we usually do series. It seems like that just kind of happened naturally happen naturally because well because you we, talk so much i do i do talk uh, way too much yeah, yeah. well yeah I, i'll own that too and so we found early on we couldn't just do one show on a topic because we couldn't begin to say everything we wanted to say well that's because we take a topic and we go all the way down we go to the depths of that topic. why do we do that dr angel why not just say you know it's okay to do blah, 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 you know yeah the surface isn't going to help anyone get through so okay. we have to kind of root dig go down to the bottom of a topic and really look at what's under it what are the roots how do we get through it so that we can give our listeners real practical tools to get through that situation right exactly and let me just say this uh i'm getting texts that they cannot see us he forgot to put it on youtube or is it on okay it is on all right i don't know so on youtube you can see us uh youtube slash live no youtube slash tan talk radio slash live that's what you, that's the way to get us right Seems now. to be up and running with yeah, someone I can, watching. I can see it right there. Yeah, now. Okay, so YouTube slash Tantalk Radio slash live if you want to check us out live since Dr. Angel uh, dressed up today for all your important <laughs> meetings. I never do, but you did. I did. You've had a busy, busy day. Started very early today, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, Dr. Angel, has your, ha, you have your own practice, and uh, it's been since May 1st, right? Yes. And it's growing very rapidly. It is. Very uh, blessed. Yeah, it is. Things are changing, right? Yes. And God is blessing. Very right? much so. Very much so. So they can reach you at 727-501. Six five five seven. I knew it. To make an appointment, or they can go to my website at drangelsdevelopment.com and they can schedule an appointment right on oh, really? the website. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, is that new? That is new. Because I've never said that before. I haven't, and it's working. Drangelsdevelopment.com and they can just go right into the appointment calendar and schedule an appointment. Fantastic. All right. Okay, so that's good. 727-501-6557 if you want to talk to her in person. So we finished our series last week on shame. If you missed that, that ended up being a three-part series. It is um, right up here on TantalkNetwork.com on podcast. Go to the name of our show, Go Yard, and you'll find it. Plus, it's on YouTube slash 
uh, TantalkRadio slash GoYard. And it's a lot have to a, remember. A, have a date on there. Yeah, there is a lot to remember, but that's okay. I love the challenge. What? Uh, what's our title tonight? What are we doing? This series is what and why? <sighs> a what and why? A what and a why. So our series title is How to Ditch the Fix. All right. So that is the what. That's the what. And the why is because we have a lot of us have fixes that we are using that are not helping us, but they're hurting us. Right. Yes. So why don't we define a fix? What is a fix? Doesn't necessarily have to mean a drug. We're not, not talking all. about that at all, actually. Well, we may throw that in, but that's sure. not the purpose of this series, right? Not at all. Okay. Um, so a fix um, can be... It's a negative behavior, thought process, or habit that we do to avoid emotional pain, Whoa. high levels of stress or pressure, or negative feelings in our life. Mm. Wow. Okay, so we're going to have to dissect that definition. Absolutely. So, uh, again, we are not talking about a drug fix, although sometimes people do use drugs in this same way right yes. as a fix mm -hmm. uh, but we are talking about emotional things for the most part the, your thought process what you do to start feeling better about something that's happened right. right so when something bad happens or we have a lot of stress or whatever's going on it's what we do to help ourselves avoid it or feel better so it can be things we're thinking, it can be things we're doing, and it can be some kind of habits. But these are the things that are not helping us. They're not productive. They're actually hurting us. They're keeping us held back in our life. Exactly. Right. And so um, basically when we get into situations in our lives that are painful, a lot of times we want to avoid that pain. Is that oh, yes, what it do. is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Talk well, about Well, nobody that. wants to feel pain. Right. Nobody even likes to feel physical pain. You know, as soon as somebody gets an ache and a pain, they're reaching straight in the medicine cabinet to grab that whatever they can get right. um, to get rid of the pain. Like we are, we do not like pain in our culture, but emotional pain is even worse because there isn't, a, there's not a you pill. can't take a Tylenol to make your feelings feel better. Like there's not a way to. Which does bring us back to why some people use drugs Absolutely. and alcohol and abuse them, right? And those are fixes. Those and, are but fixes. But they are not the only fixes. There's so many fixes. And I see that a lot of people believe that if I'm not using drugs or alcohol, what I'm doing is okay. Right. And I'm, we're here to say that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, because emotional pain can be challenging for people. It it hurts and they don't know how to deal with it or right. even how to label that feeling and how to work through it so they have to stop it and kind of take it away and a lot of times it comes out of the queer blues so to speak because you're just sailing along and having a good day and then somebody says something to you or you get a phone call from a relative or somebody that really is upsetting it takes you triggers back to a memory etc right absolutely and then they have this huge emotional pain, and then we want it to stop. Stop, so, stop, stop. So we got to figure out how to get it to stop. Yes. Right. Okay. So um, what are most of these fixes? They, they're due to what? So they're due, they develop. We start these fixes from things that we have unresolved issues in our lives. Okay. Um, things that we just don't want to think about, things we don't want to talk about, Um so we make excuses for them by believing that this thing that we're using as a fix, as a way to cope, 
with the stress. So we believe, oh, we're doing this because I'm just really stressed or I'm really bored. A lot of times these negative oh, the, fixes the bored happen. Thing the boredom. With kids, oh my gosh. But once we start digging down, it's usually something unresolved in our life that started okay. it and then we just keep feeding it with excuses. Okay. And a lot of times don't you feel like fixes are repetitive? Oh, they're very repetitive. Okay. Um their habits. Their habits, we get that kind of high or whatever it is from that fix whatever right. it is we get whatever relief relief from okay. that fix and so yeah they are definitely repetitive and the more we do it the more it becomes automatic the harder it is to change or break okay uh when we were kind of talking about this a few hours ago just to get an idea of what we were going to talk about tonight we were talking about relationships and how they can be a fix oh yes they can do you want to talk about that sure um you know a lot of times people can use different types of relationships to kind of help them cope with their emotional pain one of them is a codependent relationship and that you, you know, have to define I that am. because a lot of people don't understand codependency okay so although we've got a series on right here on our website about it right we sure do but go ahead um technically the technical definition is it's a behavioral condition in which a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction or poor mental health or immaturity or irresponsible or underachievement um, among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people's approval aha uh -huh. so okay. that's what that codependency is so i'm always reaching out getting in other people's business thinking i'm helping them right and that's that codependency and you can see how that can help negative emotional pain because oh, i yeah. had this i feel bad or i feel angry oh let me do something good which is now going to release these good you know feelings and then you feel like that bad stuff is gone. And with codependency in relationships, a lot of times people, they've got, it's, it is a fix. If, oh, let's yes. say they're not dating anybody for a while and then they're just, you know, they're jonesing after a relationship, right? Yes. And they've got to find somebody to fill that void. Right, because they, Even if it's not a great, perfect fix. Exactly. Somebody is better than nobody right. for them. Right. And so it relieves that emotional fix for them. So, right. And in essence, you know, codependency is someone who's trying to fix other people. So they're always looking for people who have these needs to be fixed. Well, that's a good way, way to put it. It yeah. is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And yeah. it's their way of dealing or fixing with their emotional so pain. So if you can fix somebody else, you don't feel so bad about yourself. Exactly. Right? It takes the focus. It takes focus off of your own pain. So... Uh, when a person says to you, I just can never be alone, I just have to be in a relationship, isn't that a red flag for all of this? Oh, that's a huge this? red flag for that. Um, and there are a lot of people who say that, and, and they really believe that they can't be alone and that they constantly have to have someone. And I've had people even in the counseling room say, I would rather have someone who's not good for me than to be alone. Wow. But I know it's not uncommon. Not an uncommon at all. To have that feeling. Yes. So basically, when let's say that your fix is a relationship, right? right? And you just have to be in a relationship. You just have to have somebody telling you how great you are and how beautiful you are and, and whatever. Um, and then when that relationship starts to go south, what happens? Oh, well, now that relationship is causing you negative feelings. Right. And so either A, you have to work harder to try and fix that relationship or you fix start... Fix the fix? Fix the fix and right. keep fixing. Right. Or <laughs> they just look somewhere else to find somewhere else to fix. 
You just keep using that one word. I do. I'm using it a lot. I, I noticed that. So the title of this series is <laughs> How to Ditch the Fix. So why? And some maybe people may be driving down the road and say, well, what's wrong with having a fix? If it works, it works. Yeah, because some of these are, they're de- well, we're going to talk really in depth why we don't want to do it, but they're unhealthy and they're holding us back. Right. And, and again, Go Yard, and we named this show this f- over five years ago because that means hitting a home run. Yes. So the metaphor there is we want to hit a home run in life. We don't want to keep striking out, right? Exactly. And so the Go Yard life that we refer to as the Go Yard life, which is being successful and working through issues. When, when uh, batters get up to the in the batter's box, they remember what their coaches said. Oh, wait a minute. You need to stand over here. No, you need to do this. You need to do that. And you see them in the batter's box a lot of times adjusting everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll move out of the batter's box. I've seen this many times. And then they move back in, mm-hmm. and then they kind of stand a little different than they did. Right? Right. They're because trying they're trying and to adjust. correct and adjust. Right? Mm-hmm. But then their goal is to hit the ball well. Hit it They're yeah. not getting doing all of that adjustment so that they can just strike out. Correct. Although they do sometimes because sometimes. life does that. Sometimes right? it does. But their goal every time they're up to bad is to do so, to do well. Right. Right. So so the fixes in our lives, let's just start with relationships. A lot of times we have that perfect person built up in our mind to the point that this person that comes along may not be that, but we think they can be if we yes. work on them hard enough, right? We can make them be we that. We can make them be that. We can improve on this person because once this person sees how good I am for him or her, they will realize that I'm the perfect fix they've been looking for, right? Exactly, because I'm going to make them be their right. best or whatever it is I think that they should be. And the reality of it, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Never. Why is it never? You never say never. <laughs> I don't usually you say don't never. You don't say never, and you don't say always, and you don't say all. So why are you saying never? Because, first of all, we can't change people. Oh, okay. We can only change ourselves. True. And so when you're walking into something with that, I'm changing this person, well, you've already set yourself up for failure (laughs) because that's not happening. That's right. And so what we start doing is we start compromising and making excuses for their shortcomings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. And we allow it. And, you know, because we want that fix so bad. Yes. We want that relationship, let's say. At all costs, whether it's not perfect, whatever. But and here's the thing with codependency too is they really don't want that person to be completely well because then they don't have anything to fix. Oh, oh. So they oh, need them point. to still have certain struggles ah. and certain problems, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Plus, that makes you feel better about yourself if the person that you are trying to fix is worse off than you are. Sure, and think about this, you know, on a different level, there's a power difference, you know, when we have a codependent, like one person thinks they know more or can do better, and they're gonna share that knowledge with a person so that we have this power differential. So when I'm having a negative feeling or emotion, what am I feeling, powerless? Mm. True. So now I'm gonna use this codependency to get my power back. Right and feel like I'm back in control of things. And I'm doing good things because I'm fixing someone. Right, exactly. But it's been my experience through the years as a pastor and a counselor and all that, rarely do we succeed in fixing anyone. Yes, that does not happen. Right? Yes. Why? 
I mean, we get good intentions. These sure. people that we're des- we're describing right now, good intentions. They get into that relationship and they think, I can be good for this person. I can mm-hmm. be good for this person. I can do this. I can do that. Because the other person doesn't usually, first of all, they have to want to change. And then they have to want to change the way you want them to change. And that's not how it usually works. Hmm. Okay. You know, they might conform for a period of time. And then, like, oh, that, like the honeymoon stage, yeah, right? So you yeah. have that honeymoon stage, and you fix, and they want you to like them, so they're gonna do everything oh, yeah, you that want. Feels great, honey. And then three weeks later, you and know, then, I and then you're really into this relationship. Don't like pork chops, or right? Whatever. Six months later, all of a sudden, like the real stuff starts happening, and they weren't fixed; they were just conforming. Very good. So that brings us to this point. This series is important because we need to to not operate our lives on the basis of what we can get out of it from some other person or some addiction. Exactly. Right? Because that's unhealthy. That's the fix. Yes. And that will never bring lasting happiness. Not at all. And no satisfaction or joy or peace or any of that none of that first of all there's no peace satisfaction and joy but the next thing is what 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 there's no what what peace joy or satisfaction when you're trying to fix someone when you're trying to fix someone else but then you're also not dealing with your own stuff right and it's building up on you so if you're the type of person that thinks you have to be in a relationship to be happy you cannot be alone. You cannot be lonely. You cannot be the only person living in your apartment or your house. There's something wrong. That's very wrong. Wrong with Absolutely. that. Because we need to find the joy in everyday living. We need to find the joy in the blue sky or the or the kids in our lives or the, you know, go read a book. Well, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things we can do. You know, one of the things I use in counseling a lot is is if we cannot be enough for ourselves. Oh, that's oh, that's good. I like that. I'm going to write that down. Then we can never really experience a healthy relationship because healthy relationships is the abundance of me joining with the abundance of someone else. So it's our overflow that we're sharing, not a deficit. Not I'm you know, needing this person to fill this hole or to make me feel needed or to make me feel right. like, you know, to cover up my hurts. We need relationships out of our abundance, not our deficit. So you have to be enough by yourself so that you can enter a healthy relationship. All right, I want you to say that sentence again. If we can't be enough in ourselves, what? We'll never be enough with we another person. We can never person. be enough for someone else. No. All right, why don't you say that one more time, um, because I would imagine there's some people out there that want to write that down, because that is really the cure for codependency. Yes. Isn't it? It's learning to be enough It's uh, learning to be enough for ourselves, with ourselves. Mm -hmm. I've had people say, well, don't you get lonely? No, I actually do not. (laughs) I love living alone with my dogs. I love my busy life with my grandkids and my church and everything that goes on in my life, plus my work. I rarely get an afternoon just by myself, rarely, because I'm working a lot. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. But to the person who says, but I don't have anything to do, so I'm bored and I'm lonely, talk about that. And that's where we talked about where the fixes come in, that boredom is that time. And so if you know you're getting bored, then 
you don't have to go for a fix. You can plan for things to do to fill that boredom time, but right. you need, it can't be these unhealthy relationships. Right. You know, it's finding hobbies, it's finding things we enjoy, it's learning to rediscover who we are. Well, it's making friends. Yes. It's going Social. to call yes. somebody, let's go to the movies or let's go to lunch or whatever. And enjoying and learning to enjoy your alone time too. Because exactly. some people can't be alone at all. Right. You know, yeah. they are constantly having to call, talk to people all the time. That's right. not healthy. No, that's not healthy. So that's where then they look for that fix. So some person or some situation. Uh, I just got a text from somebody listening and says this. The person that needs to to be fixed thinks there's nothing wrong with them, so they don't take the fix. <laughs> that's, that's usually true, right. too. Yeah, because they're not looking to yeah. – they're, they're substituting for their pain, right? Yes. Right, exactly. Okay, so there's so many things besides relationships that can be a fix for people. Yes. So why don't we touch on addictions here right before we go on to these other things that, okay. that we can? Because, because you can't touch on the subject without talking without about talking addiction. Without talking about addictions and alcoholism. and Sure. So when we're talking about addiction, addiction can be a substance. It can be a relationship. Okay. It can be behaviors. Right. Um, so people with addiction have an intense focus on using a certain substance, thought, behavior, or relationship to the point that it takes over their life. Okay. They keep using that addiction even when they know it's causing problems. Right. So that's kind of the umbrella definition of when we talk about addiction. So it's something that you have this impulse, this urge that you you need, you get it, and then it releases that stress, stress of, of needing okay. it. So. Um, Addictions can cover all kinds of things. You know, we hear about gambling and alcohol and drugs. Yeah, but, but there's so many more things. Oh, yes. There How is. about I the mean, sex addiction? Yes. Yeah. Uh, addiction, yeah. people addiction. People addiction. You know, yeah. they can get fixated on a certain person. Right. And, you know, um, that's called stalking. <laughs> I didn't know if you ever heard of that, but yeah. Is that what that was? That called? is. I am yeah. so glad you yeah. clarified Thanks. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but. And, and behaviors galore from things like nail biting oh, yeah. to, you know, smoking to cleaning their house to what, you know, whatever this thing that they have to keep doing. And it's a repetitive thing. Exactly. It controls them. They And a lot of people believe they're in control, but the truth is they're not. Yeah. How many times have you heard in counseling? I have. I can quit that. You anytime. Know? Hey, anytime. I want to. I just don't want I to. I just don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> what? How encouraging you are, Dr. Angel. Well, because it's true. But you're, you're thinking that in your head. You're not saying it out loud. I don't say that out loud. I am okay. thinking that in my head. But the truth is, that's the thing with an addiction. It rules us. It rules you. Whether you know, it be a relationship addiction or some d- substance or whatever. Sure. And, you know, and some of them are more harmful than others. But, you know, an addiction is still something that's controlling us, which is unhealthy. So whatever it is. And, you know, I've, people, I've watched people with book addictions. Netflix is becoming video games, uh, uh, Internet. Let's talk about video games. Okay. Because that's, as a grandmother, that's one of my bugaboos. Um, and I honestly, the... It's so important in this day and age that our kids 
do other things during with their day and their evening and their nighttime and their weekends other than just video games. Why would you agree with me on that? Because I see you shaking your head. I, you I do, and I have, well because there is that addiction cycle that happens with this video game. A video game gives us this alternative reality to enter right. in. Yeah. We aren't ourselves. We can do things. We can be powerful. We can be very powerful. We can do things in this alternative reality that we can't do in life from you know aggressive behaviors to you know Shooting stealing guns. cars right. you know killing people right flying like all these things that we can do in this alternative reality and it keeps us from dealing with our own reality and it's a fix and it's a fix and it's so bad of a fix that i can't even tell you the number of grown adults yes who are yes. stuck in this video game mentality yes. to where they it's interfering with their ability to get a job get a job have a successful marriage Parent take care kids. of their kids i have heard this through the years too as this has developed probably over the last 10 15 years to such an extent that there's that whole generation that are now say in their 30s some of them still living at home yes but they do very well at video games and they are stuck in that world because that world is controllable it's predictable powerful and it takes away the pain of this world did you know you can earn money playing video games so people as people yes. watch you and there are some of the most did successful you know youtube channels of watching people play video games exactly have. yes i mean isn't that strange yeah or I is it, I, am i the only one that thinks that's strange no no no. i'm with you i couldn't imagine watching somebody sit and play a video game like for hours and hours like oh wow, wow. we got so excited about this we forgot <laughs> about our break there tommy let's take a break and we'll come right back and call a friend have them join us tonight on go yard you with the sad heart. don't be Professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Love that song. And we want our true colors to shine through, do yes, we not? We do. Who we really are, you know? And when we're stuck in this fixed cycle, yeah. we're not showing our true colors to ourselves or anyone else. Why is that? And and what do we mean by true colors? I like that, that we picked that song. You picked that song. Uh, but what is it? Why is that song important? And how does it re- 
you know, re- pertain here. Sure, and, and that song is about being authentic and being okay. who we really are. That's one of your favorite words. It really is, authenticity. Authenticity, can you define it? Sure, it's being real. Being real. It's totally being real right. and honest. Right. With ourselves, with others. And, you know, when we have the fix, we're not real because we're covering real emotions up that we don't want to deal with real stress up that we don't want to deal with instead of reaching out for a support system or people we trust or working through the issue we're just trying to pretend it doesn't exist and right. we're doing something else to make it go away and that's really what we're talking about in this new series uh, that so often we get stuck living a life of fix just fixing this fixing that but not actually fixing anything Exactly. You know, I, I, I've been watching a show on Netflix called Scandal because I'm super behind in TV land. So it's been, it was on a long time ago, yeah. and it's off there now. But the, her job is a fixer. She's, She's a, a fixer, yeah. But if you watch the show, she never really fixes. She just causes more. She fixes this problem, but then causes there's something else. a domino of other problems, and it's just like this never-ending <laughs> I used to watch fix, that yeah, right? when it was on TV. Because it was good. they weren't dealing Gary with... Washington, right? Yes, it yeah. was a very good show. Yeah. I've enjoyed it, but... They're just, they're just never getting anything right. fixed because they're not dealing with the real issue or the real problem ever. And, and that's why we're doing this series. Yes. Because we can gloss things over, you know. It's one thing, um, it's one thing to put a coat of paint on something. Mm-hmm. But if underneath you got mildew and mold, because I see this in houses sometimes. Uh, not that long ago, I was in a house and in the kitchen, and we were looking at the kitchen, and I'm looking at that. What is wrong with the backsplash on in this kitchen? So the buyers are going on through the house, and I'm standing there looking at it and looking at it and thinking there is something not right here. And the more I kind of picked at it and looked at it, it was mildew and mold coming through around the edges. Oh. So that told me that underneath that that nice glass backsplash was mildew, was coming out the sides. So that meant the wall was probably corroded, messed Mm -hmm. up, you know. I mean, so, I mean, take that metaphor. It goes deep. Take that metaphor and run with it. That's right. It goes deep. It's So we can try and cover it up or make it look really pretty on the outside. And that's where we talk about we're not being authentic. Right. Right. You know, we're trying to mask it, so to speak, with these fixes, but inside it's rotten through. I mean, that mildew, you know, mold and mildew will cause all kinds of problems oh, to people's diseases. health. Yeah. It grows. It just keeps going. It It'll destroy. Same thing with what we're talking about. So when we're not dealing with the stuff in the moment, it's not going away. It's going to grow and keep destroying. Absolutely. Let's go back to alcohol and drug abuse because... So often, they are used to cover up intense sadness, Mm -hmm. intense loneliness, intense uh, rejection, um, depression. So if I can just go out and get drunk, I'm not talking about me because I don't do that. But if if the person says, if I can just go out and get drunk, then I'll be okay. Exactly. It'll go away. It'll all go away. And somebody just texted me, you just described lipstick on a pig. (laughs) <laughs> that was good. I like that caller. That was cool. Yes. But and that's exactly what we described, right? When you mm-hmm. try to cover, put a glass backsplash, brand new, look great. Except what was all that going on around the edges, you know? Exactly. Right. And, you know, we call, I call it in counseling, putting a Band-Aid on a shark bite, but it's all the same principle. Band-Aid on a shark bite. All right. And exactly. Because there's a lot more damage there. And, Not you know, with a baby shark, though. Baby yeah. shark. Baby shark. Oh, my boom, God. Boom. 
You know that song? I do know I Baby two, Shark. I have a two-year-old grandson and a three-year-old granddaughter and uh, a one-year-old grandson. So Baby Shark, Baby Shark. I know Baby yeah, Shark, okay. yes. Just wondered if you did. Yes. Okay. So, but the truth of it is, you know, and when we're dealing with people in addiction, we usually see them working emotionally at the age they were when they started their addiction. Exactly. They don't grow. They, they don't, don't grow. develop. And if they started it at 14 or 15, they're still acting like that and they're 40. Right. Absolutely, they do. And a lot of times this can be true for other fixes, not just addiction. Right. When we start using fixes to cover up our emotions, we stop dealing with them. And we stop growing as an individual and to the point where it takes less and less to feel overwhelming to us. So in the beginning, yes. we might be covering up intense feelings. Good point. But as we continue in this pattern, maybe it's just something like, you know, the, it rained today and we couldn't go to the beach. And now we have that disappointment. Just things that are less and less severe start to feel very painful to us so we have to fix and keep we have fixing. To. And you know that our dear friends Betty and her daughter Megan and Betty's husband and and if they're listening they're upset with you because they're going to have 19 degree weather this weekend with an arctic blast coming in. Ooh. Wow. And you just said you can get depressed not going to the beach someday. <laughs> I think that was extremely insensitive. I, I might have been insensitive. <laughs> I will seek forgiveness. Ah, joke, joke, joke. But still, that's the truth. That And so we cover up things thinking that's going to solve it, don't we? Yes. I mean. And it doesn't solve anything because those feelings are still there. Right. But they're just buried for a while while we're drunk or whatever. Oh, sure. And then, you know, here's the thing is that once we're not feeling that fix, if those feelings start to come back up, we need to keep them down. And mm -hmm. that's where any of these things can kind of fit. The fix can be an addiction cycle by itself, no matter what it is we're using, because we're covering things up. And then before long, we just have stuff so much that, the, remember we talked about toxic emotions. Yeah. So now we have toxic emotions that we've buried. Right. And they're wreaking havoc in our body, even if we're not thinking about them or talking about they're them. They're hurting us medically, medically, physically. physically. We have talked about that on and off for five years here. Research, medical research shows that a lot of cancers are linked to bitterness and unforgiveness. Sure. And we're talking a lot of, a lot a, of health issues. A lot of health issues. Yeah. So it literally makes us sick. It is literally a poison to us right. that we keep in there because we don't want to deal with it in the moment because we, yeah. it's too painful or we don't have the tools to deal with it. And so our fixes are making us feel a little bit better in the moment, but in the long haul, we're miserable. Okay, the person who stays in a negative relationship. Yes. Let's go back to relationships sure. for a minute because the person who had to have that relationship because they're just not happy because they don't feel loved, they can't be alone, they can't any of that. They just can't, they cannot have a, I'm just so miserable because I'm alone, you know, that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And they get in a relationship and it's not good for them. What I don't even want to make up things that it could be, but there are a lot of relationships that are not good for us, right? Correct. Right? But they stay. But they stay. Why do they stay? And they stay because it's feeding something in that fix for them. So maybe by staying in this 
negative re- I mean even down to domestic violence oh, it can keep absolutely people absolutely domestic and they say we did that was our first series it on, sure was yeah five plus years ago it Go sure ahead. was because it they something about that being that victim can be part of that fix of getting sympathy and then it makes them feel better or oh yeah the thought that you know they could they can change that person like there's something in there that's feeding right. something in them it's one of the things that keeps them well, I think one of the reasons people stay in negative relationships is because they like the way that appears to other people, that they mm-hmm. are um, kind enough, sweet enough, cute enough, sexy enough to end up with this dude right here. Now, he may be an abuser at home. Right. He may be mean and nasty and, and follow every penny you spend and yell at you if you bought a candy bar, at, well, you know, when you got your gas at the, right. at the gas station. But, you know, when you're out in public and you've gone to a party and everybody goes, oh, he's so handsome. Oh, I bet you're so happy. Oh, yeah, we're so happy. Right? Oh, that happens all the time. All the time. You know, there's a lot of people who put a huge amount of emphasis on physical appearance and what everyone else is thinking. And so as long as it checks that off the list, they'll put up with a whole lot of stuff under the scenes. Right. And that's part of the fix. Right. That and is part of the fix to to have people go, oh, I can't believe you got him. He's so cool. He's so wonderful. Exactly. And then and, and you know, perhaps in your heart, no, he's really not. If you only knew, but it does something in the moment. It's a fix. Right, makes them feel those good. You got feelings. attention. You mm-hmm. got good feelings. You you appear successful that you've ne- you've been able to snag this guy. You know. Mm-hmm. And it or happens. Girl, it can go the other yeah, way. Yeah, it can go either way. I mean, and, and it can happen with the way somebody looks, and it can happen with their occupation. I've seen people. Oh, oh my gosh! You know, yes. This lawyer, or this, this lawyer, doctor, yeah, or this whatever, and they're putting up with it's so unhealthy and sometimes really bad. But it's feeding that fix for them that that this person would want me. You know, that makes, makes them feel, feel wanted better about or themselves. accepted. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're defining here tonight a whole lot of um, emotional hang-ups, I guess. Is, but, but these are not uncommon. They are very common. Yes. I don't know if they are in all cultures around the world, but they certainly are in this U.S. culture. Yes. Of everyone wants to be a Hollywood movie star, and everybody wants to have won the lottery, and everybody wants... You know, to have the perfect figure and on and on and on, right? Oh, exactly. Which is the fix. You know, it's <laughs> well wanting, again. That is the it fix. is becoming the fix, and it's you're right. Our culture feeds us these lies, and constantly. And now with like platforms like social media, where everyone feels like their life is so important. You know, everybody's watching me. They're looking at how many likes did I get, me. how many followers do I have. You know, that's making that's doing the same thing it's feeding those fixes for people so you know internet and social media can be a huge behavioral fix for oh, people oh it is oh it is um lottery is another one right you know and i was just watching um a video actually on on statistics with the lottery and they talk about how it you know it's so manipulative because it's targeted at the poor to give them this false hope that their life could be all perfect. And did you know, like, most people have to declare bankruptcy within a short amount of time after, after they win the winning lottery. this lottery? Like, yeah. it doesn't – the suicides, the, like, all this from lottery winners was – I was astounded at the statistics. But they so believe this is not the fix. fix. Money's no, not the fix. Not at all. No. 
but people put all their hope in it. In fact, they're spending money they do not have to buy these lottery tickets mm-hmm. for this fix and this right. hope in the fix. Well, along that line, I've seen people who really did not know how they were going to make their mortgage payment, but they appear to be great because you see them at eating out almost every night, mm-hmm. expensive, or what well, mm-hmm. expensive, but let's say Carabas or places like that, where, yeah, you can drop quite a bit of money just sure. in something like that. And because, that, oh, yeah, we ate last night at blah, blah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we usually go to blah, blah. Because it know gave what an I mean? appearance. It gives an appearance of something, but they haven't made the mortgage payment. It, oh, that happens a lot. It or does. their kids are all dressed in the highest name brand, whatever, but... They're, they they don't have they can't buy groceries they can't keep the, the electric on because that's part of their fix so some people's fix is this appearance of whatever it is they're trying to send that we have it all together or we have all the great things in life they're trying to con- do a control narrative mm-hmm. I mean I, if I if I do this and appear this way I will control what people think of me right mm-hmm. And that's not being authentic at all. And it's not. It's not. It's, again, a fix. It is a fix. But there's a lot of work and energy that goes to keeping some of those fixes up because they have to get strategic. And then, you know, they don't – it's – yeah, just – it wrecks. It just – it's like a wrecking ball. Uh, You know, there are – back in the crash of 08, 09, 2010, the Great Recession – uh, I was a realtor then also, and um, I did so many short sales and foreclosures that it was totally crazy. And I can remember one day sitting with this couple in their kitchen, and they're telling me, we cannot afford this house, we haven't been making our payments, we got short sale, and I said, well, we have to prove the hardship. We can't just say, how much money do you have coming in? Um, you know, blah, 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 trying to decide whether to take the... And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we we qualify, you know, and they're telling me all the stuff. So I go through all the hoops to make this short sale happen. Get a buyer for it. And coming along, and finally the bank is calling me, some of this stuff is not adding up. And long story short, I go over there, and there is a new BMW in the in the driveway. And I said, "Oh, somebody visiting you today?" Oh, no, that's ours. Okay. So you know, and that it was like, all right. So often, people their priorities is the point I'm getting at, right? The priorities of okay, we'll lose our house, but we have a really fine car. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. And when you see people who have mixed up priorities like that, it's usually because there's a fix embedded in the mixed up priority. That's what I'm trying to get at. So the priority was that, you know, we've got this amazing car and it's all we've ever wanted all our lives. And, well, we're just going to rent someplace for now. We just decided to sell our house. No, you lost your house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, but people can do this. They can, uh, they can continually manipulate circumstances so that they feel better about their situations, right? Yes, they can, and oftentimes they do. <laughs> Somebody just texted me. We fill, some people fill the void with stuff, and then this person said, you can live in a car, but you can't drive a house. That's true. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you can. You can drive. Well, a, if you had one of those houses on wheels. Yeah, one of those little. <laughs> but yeah, but good point, right? Right. And so when we talk about this, some audience members may say, "Well, why are you even talking about stuff like that? A, a fix, you know? Because we want people." To be authentic and to live yes. to their true abilities, right? And not just be living from one fix to the other. Right, because we'll never live Goyard. We'll never live our best life when we are living in this fixed mentality. Right. And so, yes, I, I like that you brought up the priorities because that is such a true statement about when our priorities are not where they should be, there's some kind of fix and payoff we're getting from our priorities being upside down. Absolutely. You wrote down this piece of paper you handed me, and you said all fixes have one thing in common. You want to talk about that? Sure. What do all fixes have in common? They give us some sort of payoff or benefit in our life. At least we believe they do. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And that's what keeps them alive. There's a benefit. Is a benefit getting rid of negative emotions? Is a benefit making people think, we're better than we are is the benefit, you know, what, whatever that benefit so is. So the couple that bought the big, fancy, new BMW, totally loaded, right, mm -hmm. can go to a family reunion across the state. Nobody knows really that they lost their house. Oh, exactly. wait, we're moving. Yeah, we're moving, you know, right? Because the negative feeling for them is this loss of their house and status, so they have to keep the so status up. So they have up. to keep the status up, and they have to put an appearance of something that is not. True. And don't you think, and, and you're saying that's a common thing with fixes? Oh, yes, very much. And I said all. Did you catch the word all I saw that. You fixes. wrote that. And that's why I was going to question that. I put a circle around the word all because you never say all or never. But there's always, always a payoff and a fix. There's always a benefit. If it's real or perceived, there's always one there. That's what keeps them alive. That's what keeps them so strong. Well, how many times do you hear people talk about friendships in general and say, yeah, my friend just, if I do this for my friend, that I can expect she'll be nice to me or she'll speak mm -hmm. highly of me or whatever. A lot of people have relationships based on what it's going to do for them. Oh, yes, they do. Right? Oh, yes, they and do. And that's the essence of a fix, right? Yes, it is. It's an essence of a codependent relationship. Yes, what it are is. you going to do for me? Yes. Right? It's a essence of person who will go out and get a car even though they're losing their house, yes. right? Because this this helps me feel better about the fact I'm losing my house. Sure, it's hiding those negative feelings and emotions. Okay. Absolutely it is. And so, you know, there are so many people who are living fix to fix to fix. Right. You know, and We've talked about a lot of them, a lot of the relational and behavioral ones, but some other things people are using drama. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we could have a whole show on that. Save that till next week. Okay, okay. Drama, because, yes, that's something we need to talk about right there. Drama as a fix. But go ahead. What others? Um, let's start there Okay, next we'll just week. give a, we'll just top it here. Avoidance. Avoidance. That can be a fix. So we're avoiding mean? the things we're supposed to do. Okay. Because for some reason we're not wanting to do them so procrastination goes into that avoidance oh gosh yeah but that's a fix because yeah. it's keeping us from doing this unwanted task but that we need to do um and perfectionism is a fix wow and perfectionism kind of well it's kind of the same thing as your bmw story we are hiding our shortcomings we're hiding our 
failures. We're hiding the truth by this image of holding ourselves to this perfect standard. So that we give the perception that we have it all together and that everything's fine in our life when everything's it's not perfect, at all. But it's, n- oh, it's, it's not. It's perfect. You know, I remember I had a conversation with um, a lady one time in my life, and we were talking about we were actually reading a book about having one month to live. And I talked to her, and I'm like, "Well, what would you do if you found out you had one month to live?" And she's like, "Oh, well, I would go through my whole entire house and make sure it was top to bottom in perfect order, so that." When I passed, it was everyone would know my life was perfect. Wow. And I'm like, wait, you wouldn't travel? There's nowhere in the world you'd want to see? Like, I'm thinking, you know, these great things that people usually come up with. You'd spend the last month of your life making it look perfect. Well, because so many people are more concerned about what people think of them. They get their identity from the good comments, the smiles, the, oh, you're beautiful, or whatever, rather than that inner work that needs to be done. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, for our listeners out there, if you've, you know, can identify yourself in any of these things, stay tuned, because we're going to get you through the fix. We're going to help you learn how to not need and how to change that fix and how to turn this around through the show, um, through this series. But you're not alone. No. Do not use this to shame yourself oh, or no. to beat yourself it's up. It's common. I mean, so many people, people. whether it, it's from video games to having to be in a relationship to, to always lying and stretching the truth or on and on and on, it's, it's very, very common. And yes. what we like to do on Go Yard is take common problems that people have and really like you said drill down into that situation and try to get at the root of why people are messing up in that area of their life absolutely and so and stay offer help yeah so stay tuned with us through this series but you know take this week to kind of look at what are your fixes oh i love it when you give the audience i like homework. to give a little homework but Go. yeah journal it or write it down like what am i doing that's kind of helping me to feel better about something that i don't you know that i makes me feel bad or sad or whatever what do i do like really look at yourself a little bit this week what are what are you doing are you netflix binging are you video gaming are you on the phone you know having to have people constantly are you grabbing that bottle of wine what what are you doing exactly and and it's not hard to figure out folks what is your repetitive behavior what is it that you have to do yes right Exactly. Like when in Florida, when we find out we're having a storm coming our way, what do you go buy? Water, batteries, canned food. Yeah. Well, yeah, that kind of stuff. That's normal stuff. But for the person who goes, well, I got to have 12 bottles of wine in the house. Yes. Because I know or people three like cartons that. of cigarettes. Or three or... cartons of cigarettes. Or I've got to, uh, yeah, whatever. I've got to get my boyfriend over here or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. So when. Life shows you something about yourself. Mm-hmm. Take note. Absolutely. And, you know, the way you take note is just jot it down as you're living life. Right. Journal it. Talk, yep, write it down. Keep a list. We love to talk about journaling because we both do it. Yes. Because uh, it's so important to write down how you're feeling or your successes or what's bothering you, and you can go back and, and reflect on that, right? Yes. 
So uh, sum this up. You got two minutes. You have two minutes to sum up what we talked about. Define a fix. What is it? So a fix is a negative behavior, thought process, habit that we do to avoid emotional pain or high levels of stress or pressure or negative feelings in our life. Okay. And so with that fix, I'm going to say all fixes have that one thing in common is that there is a payoff or some kind of benefit for That's us. That's huge right there. All fixes have a payoff. Mm-hmm. So there is a benefit. There is something that's, that you know you're going to get from that. Mm-hmm. For the person that has to drink every single night until they're drunk, mm-hmm. what's the payoff? You're not thinking about right. all the they're pain in your taking life. Taking away all the pain, and they're you don't have to deal with anything. You just can gradually go to sleep. Yep. It, there's always some kind of payoff, real or perceived. There's always a payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. We want to hear from you. You can check out our website, goyard2014.org. O R G. You can also go here at TantalkNetwork.com and go to podcasts and go to the name of this show, Go Yard, and you'll find a lot of shows right there. And you can check out YouTube slash Tantalk Radio slash Go Yard, and the date of the show will be right there. And we'll see you next week for part two of How to Ditch the Fix. Yes. And you are who? Dr. Angel. I think you are. And I'm Mama Mac, and this is Go Yard. We'll see you next week. Bye. Good night. WTAN Clearwater FM 106.1 WDCF Dade City FM 102.3 WZHR Zephyr Hills FM 104.3 Listen.